This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? you're here, then you already know who she is. Lydia Tarr is many things. As a conductor, Tarr began her career with the Cleveland Orchestra, Chicago Symphony Orchestra, the Boston Symphony Orchestra, until she had last arrived here at our own New York Philharmonic. In 2013, Berlin elected Tarr as its principal conductor, and she's remained there ever since. Lydia Tarr has also written music for the stage and screen. She is one of only 15 EGOTs, meaning those who have won all four major entertainment awards. Thank you for joining us, Maestro. Thank you. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And today it is an episode of Stuff We Miss, but not by choice. It's usually not by choice. Um, we are discussing Todd Field's Tar from 2022, which we didn't get to watch because it took a while to get to streaming. It's now out on HBO, but it never really made it to the big screen here. So I only knew about this movie because how um, because of the praise that Kate Blanchett got for her role in the, in the titular role, actually, as Lydia. Um, she did uh, get nominated for the Oscar as well. Uh, it is her movie through and through. Lah. Like I can see the accolades she got and also some of the criticism, which we can talk about later. Uh, I can see why it brought so much praise for her because this movie would really not work without her in it. Yeah, no, it's completely on her shoulders, right? Um, first off, I want to say that this is not a movie that you watch at home. Um, but it never screened here, like you said. So, like, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. So, we are basically watching it without the sound design and the scope. The sound, yeah. right? That, right? I, it's yeah. such a pity that you can't watch it in a, in a big screen. Uh, on a big screen. And so, the odds are already stacked against you as someone in the audience. Lah. And second, I think it's completely possible to appreciate a movie, like, so, so, so much and not really like a movie. You know, so I don't know if I liked her, like I'm still processing. I watched it less than 24 hours ago, but I knew from the opening scene, which is the clip that we just played, right, which is a prolonged interview with Lydia Ta, that I would deeply, deeply appreciate whatever this movie was trying to do, especially Kate Blanchett, who is completely crushing it. Like every single scene that she gets, she's completely crushing it. It's a weirdly immersive movie, right? Whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. As in, mm-hmm. you know, there are times where you kind of want to escape the movie almost because it's it's like it's too much, but it's very immersive. I think um, I think we're pro- probably all on the same page. I suspect I like the film more than the both of you. I think it's also interesting that I've uh, sat with it for longer because I watched it now almost, uh, I want to say, four or five days ago. And so I've had a lot of time to think about it and theorize and, and sort of, you know, kind of mull it over. And I think because of that, our experiences are a little bit different. But that says something about the movie. So there isn't really a plot with Tar. I, I, I think we should say that up front. Um, and even the big things that happen are merely hinted at or like revealed through glimpsed emails. It's that kind of movie. It's not really going to have a big um, moment or revelation. But Lydia Tarr, as you heard there in that clip, is a world-renowned um, conductor. She represents a sort of um, 
she she represents women um, in the role, but she also pushes back against that. She has all the trappings of your classic tyrant genius. And the movie, in many ways, dwells on the idea of uh, power and abuses of power, corruptions of power. Uh, but it also hints at being haunted, perhaps by a former student. You're unsure if she was a lover or if she was a student um, or both, but she's haunted by a death that she may or may not have indirectly caused. So the fact that nothing really happens um, also does mean that actually I would wholeheartedly recommend this movie to people and say, watch the first 45 minutes for some of the best like some of the best acting you'll ever see shot in the most beautiful way you'll ever see and a movie that celebrates and gets you to understand why classical music and composers and this whole scene can be quite mind-blowing. And then if you don't vibe with the film, you can stop and you may not necessarily miss too much. Um, but we have serious disagreements about yeah, this. But I'm yeah. not saying that it's... And that's not because I don't think that the rest of the film is worth watching. I just don't think the rest of the film is for everybody. Um, and there are parts in between where you'll start feeling like is this going anywhere? Is this worth me sticking with? I'm glad I stuck it out. Um, I would have had to because I had to do the show anyway. Uh, but uh, by the end also, that feeling of did anything really happen in this film or was this a character study uh, doesn't ever leave you. Not a bad thing, but I do think it feels a little bit more like a character study than a story. Yeah, you feel like the full two hours and 41 minutes or 31 minutes of this movie. Lah. Uh, you feel its runtime qu quite a bit. Um, also, this movie is way too sophisticated. Um, I'll just say like it's cocaine for people who like Atas music. I think uh, <laughs> it... it 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 doesn't it, they're like certain classical composers right uh, that they name drop and they get into like the the theory of the whole thing and the history of the whole thing which I liked and I appreciated but there are some scenes where they are dropping names and I have no idea what the connotations like are. they're Guns and Roses like you're just supposed to know <laughs> yeah. by them saying the first name who they are and you're like who is this 18th century yeah. composer and I'm like what does that mean <laughs> like is that a bad thing or is that a good thing uh, there's this whole scene right where she's she's talking to uh, Ta is talking to a black student it's a very important scene um and she's supposed to be insulting him and i'm watching it and i'm going like i'm too much of a pleb to understand <laughs> if she's insulting or teaching or going on about some nonsensical story i'm like what is happening here it's like a movie for uh, captain holt in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, yeah. you would appreciate yes. this movie so much. Yes, yes. And, like, Cheddar is better place to get it than we are, <laughs> frankly. Like, Cheddar, the, the corgi, <laughs> is around this stuff more than we are. I I think, for me, um, the, the film is... The film is most fun when you can dissect it. That, yes. to me, is where, where the fun really lies. Because you watch it and you're finding yourself blown away by, by Kate Blanchett. You're, you're finding yourself blown away by the cinematography, by the way the music is done. The writing is amazing. Um, Topfield also wrote the film. But I, I keep thinking... So the, my problem with the first 45 minutes thing is because I keep thinking about the last 45. There are a lot of theories about what the final act of the film means, right? Because it, it's really where it all starts to come together, where the, the pileup of evidence and consequence meet each other and you're not sure what's going to happen. But at the same time, it's also all happening in like classical music world, <laughs> New Yorker world. <laughs> so I... I liked the insanity of the final 
40, uh, the final 40, 45. I loved the fact that I didn't know what was happening, that it suddenly became a horror movie, that it suddenly became not just a psychological thriller, but like an outright gothic horror. Um, I really liked that about the film. And so... I don't know. Lah. Um, basically, we're, we're saying different things. Do with it what you will. Um, you know, to your point, Arvin, about it being too atas, I for me, that was a little bit of the pleasure of it. As someone who casually dips in and out of the orchestra classical music scene, mm. right? I almost felt this was a little bit like Succession, except not as funny. Um, in the sense that they're all so hyper, super serious about this world that is so disconnected from everybody else. And even just this presumed, this assumption that some kind of a scandal in this world is going to rock like the whole... Like, no, actually, nobody... Very few people know who these people are. Very few people care. And I'm not saying that doesn't mean it's important. But that's not true in her world. Yes. And that's the point, and right? And that's the point, right? The comparison between how important she thinks she is and what she does is versus what actually is a very insular world. I thought that was quite clever. Um I agree with you, Lindo, that there are scenes in between that are done so well. Uh, there's a scene that may or may not involve a dog, I won't say, uh, that is oh, just some of the best like sequences committed to film. You, you, your heart stops, you're not quite sure what's happening, and she plays it so well as well. So I don't know if the priority of the movie was supposed to be the psychological thriller, but that's the part that I like the most. I Even think it is. I think it, it is, is, right? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> it, it's talking about, I know the movie's talking about bigger things, like there are bigger themes going on and it, it has a message, right? But I really enjoyed the, the psychological thriller. I, I love like the cinematography, the aesthetics of the whole thing and, and what it was going for. Um, I love how there's no score in the movie that's about music other than when Ta is conducting, that's the only time you hear music, right? And this world that she lives in is, is so quiet and so boring and so bleak. Um, it lacks any real kind of color or joy. And she stays in these the architecture of the movie also, these huge rooms and houses that lack any kind of human personality. Um, and it's it's kind of, it's sad lah, because like the character has completely separated the happiness of making music from her world, even though she's this kind of esteemed producer and composer and, and conductor. So I think those are the parts that I, I really resonated with, even though I, I have a feeling like the movie wanted you to resonate with something else. We're talking today about Tar, which is written and directed by Todd Field, starring Kate Blanchett. It's her film. It's entirely her film. We'll come back and talk about it a little bit more. Let us know. Have you seen Tar? Did you like it? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. Time is the thing. Time is the essential piece of interpretation. You cannot start without me. I start the clock. However, unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means time stops. along her very merry way. 
BFM 89.9. You're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. And on today's episode of Stuff We Missed, brackets but not by choice, uh, we have Tar from 2022, which we are forced to watch on our televisions because it just never made it to the big screen because apparently distributors don't think we're worth it. Sorry. (laughs) It's a a very... Much like Lydia Tar herself. Yes, yes. I mean, I don't mind, clearly. You can can hear that. I don't mind. Um, Lydia Tar would never compose anything for us or conduct anything. Unless she had to. She does have an EGOT, so she might have done it for a movie. (laughs) Unless she's forced to by circumstance. Uh, So, okay. We, Tar, written and directed by Todd Field, starring Kate Blanchett. Um, I just wanted to say that I love her and I've always loved her. She's always been one of my favourite actresses and um, just Tar reinforced that because... Earlier, Arvin, you were talking about how the psychological drama is the biggest thing that resonated with you. And I agree with that. But I think that in this one, um, it's kind of specific to the fact that it is one person's psychology. The movie is not really interested in the psychology of other people. And, and so everything that you are experiencing in the movie that happens to Lydia Tarr, um, you need to recognize as being processed by the weird and fractured mind of someone who is a a bully, someone who is perhaps an abuser. It's really up to you to think about that. But it's it's very much seen through her eyes. And and I don't know, it's a very discomforting experience as an audience uh, member, actually, to simultaneously feel like you like her, but also you hate her. Kate Blanchett is probably my favourite actress. Um, Actor, sorry. I I said actress, but really it's actor. Yes, maestro, maestra. (laughs) Um, No... But actually, for me, this if, if I hone in on what I love the most about this film and what I took away from it, it actually really just was watching her. Like, scene to scene, I was so curious to see what her face would do next, what her body would do next, how she would look conducting an orchestra, how she would look when she was flirting. Um, yeah, and I think even if the movie had been terrible, which it's not... This alone would have carried me through to the end. She was so imminently addictive in this film. Um, Like you said, you're not actually supposed to like her, but it's very difficult not to like her or not to feel attached to her in a particular way. And I think that's what the controversy, that's why the movie has also attracted controversy because it says it kind of normalizes abusive behavior or maybe minimizes the impact on the victim by foregrounding the, the aggressor. And it's because she's so compelling. Nobody thinks she's right, but she's so compelling and you can't run away from that. I have such a big question about that, uh, b- which I will get to. But I think my main issue is is just that, right? that the movie isn't really worthy of Kate Blanchett's performance. Like, can you say that a movie is a good movie if the only thing in that movie is an extremely powerful performance? Like, I can I can look past the pretentiousness of the thing. Like, lots of movies are pretentious, and I know that this was primed to be Oscar bait. Like, I get it. But what the movie is doing, like the story, uh, the drama, the plot, it's not powerful enough to match Kate Blanchett's masterclass. Um, like she needs a Gone Girl, I think, like a movie of, of that caliber, you know, because she is 
bulldozing through every scene that she is in and i found myself completely drawn to her performance and absolutely nothing else like i did not care was not interested in anyone or anything just completely watching what she is doing on screen See, this is where I have to say I like the film more mm. than the both of you because I I think that the film is trying to do something with um with its themes but also with the form. Um there are I, it's hard to talk about the movie not knowing who has seen it and who hasn't because I don't want to spoil it, but I think that there are hints of actual um an actual ghost story and horror within the movie. And I like the blending a very subtle, very admittedly very art house blending of reality and not in that you're never really sure what you're looking at. You're never really sure whether you are just seeing things or hearing things because you're inside the mind of somebody who is being driven mad, not even by guilt, but by a desire not to get caught, but also a desire to get caught so that she can then self-flagellate. Like there's there's all that stuff going in. So I don't know that I would say the film is not worthy. I do think though that it is a very subtle and um, it's a very subtle film and it requires a lot of patience. Like it's not a film that I would suggest you casually go into. You do need to kind of prepare for it. You do need to set aside a whole half a day or a whole evening. Um, and if you rush it, it's not going to be as fun. Fun is the wrong word. But you know what I mean? <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. It might be the kind of movie I need to sit with. And again, I also actually just watched it. Um, so there are a lot of things that are still swirling in my mind. I... I'm more inclined to say, I think, that the movie is reaching a little more than it delivers. I don't think that it fails. Um, but in the end, I think I did feel a little bit like, I'm not sure that I'm taking away as much from this as you think I am. Um, that there, that you kind of relied on your lead to deliver a lot more than the rest of the movie did. And I would have liked to see more. Um, there's some stuff about it I really enjoyed, um, which goes back to the, I wonder whether watching it in a cinema would have been different. The fact that key moments to her mental state actually relies on sound, right? You hear faint sounds and music that kind of signpost what she's thinking or feeling, a lot of which was lost on me because I was like hearing sirens on the road and I'm like, is this from the screen or is this from outside? Um, so that might have changed my experience as well. So this isn't a question for a 20-minute show, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, we talk about representation a lot, right, like gender-wise. And while watching the movie, I was thinking or asking, like, does representation have to be positive? Because Ta is a woman who's a composer, and she's not straight. And she's playing a role that would have normally been a man's. Uh, they even say it in the movie. They acknowledge, right? And her character is an abuser and is questionable in a way that a male character would be normally. And to me, to me personally, that unorthodox representation makes it very, very interesting. Uh, one of the more interesting parts of the movie. But I don't know if, and I haven't read up on anything, so I, I, I didn't want to like, like paint the review. But I don't know if there was backlash to having representation in that way for this movie, for, for such a unique role. There was. There was. Lot there was. was. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, but, I, but I think that if this role were played by a man, and in fact, if it were written for a man, there's no movie. It, the point yeah. is not... Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the whole point is that a woman can be as much of a perpetrator or as much of a bully as as a man can, as a man in power can. And um, I, I think that this movie 
if anything, um, racially isn't representative, but from a gender point of view, it's great. I actually thought it was very clever. Um, it, it does not... I think it, it doesn't it, pander. It doesn't pander. It also doesn't hide that actually being a... Um, a, a, a lesbian uh, uh, that a woman in this position wouldn't be easy. It doesn't play. Um, it doesn't play favorites. Is is what I like about it. The scene in the classroom with the student um, actually ends in a very particular way. That immediately I thought, oh, that would never happen to a male uh, teacher. No. Yeah. Um, that scene. There's also a scene where she is letting go of somebody. Yeah. Um, from from the orchestra, and she knows that it's going to go poorly, and. Man, those two scenes alone are actually worth the non-ticket price that we didn't have to pay. Ah, and so I think that's why it earns the cred to be able to do this sort of thing. And I thought it was very clever. Mm. Manipulation and gaslighting at its worst and its best. Yeah, anyone <laughs> can movie. do it. <laughs> yeah, anyone can do it. That's um, the message. Would you guys recommend? Like, like I, I would if, like you said, they had like half a day to spare. But if they should, they should invest. La. They should invest. I would, and I'd say at least give it the 45 minutes. Give it that and then decide. Mm. Um, I would. I would also remind everybody that I think the final 45 <laughs> is where the movie is. Um, but I think that you should watch it with with people that you can discuss it with. I feel like if you watch it alone, um, you're going to end up on like an internet forum somewhere needing to talk about it because it's just that kind of movie you need time to process. Uh, anyways, we're talking today about Tar, which is out on HBO. It's from 2022. It got a lot of nominations at the time. It's written and directed by Todd Field. It stars Kate Blanchett. Let us know if you've watched it or you plan to. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. You've been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.